Hi everyone, I'm Angelo Luciani and welcome to the Nutanix Community Podcast. This is where the community converges to stay informed, learn about our latest developments, and get to know folks inside Nutanix. We continue our look back at our .next user conference and today we join Thomas Cornelli, SVP Product Portfolio, as he addresses the vision of making cloud complexity invisible. Savin Pakala, VP Product Management, talks Elastic Disaster Recovery. And finally, Anindo Sengupta, Senior Director, Product Management, as he discusses the customer experience with the unified hybrid multi-cloud. Let's join the discussion. In this last segment, we're going to talk about our cloud innovations. Now, you heard from our CEO, Rajiv Ramaswamy, about our vision, which is to make clouds invisible. And by that, we mean making cloud complexity invisible. We do this using our Nutanix cloud platform, which encompasses hybrid cloud infrastructure, cloud management, our built-in data services, like unified storage and database services, and our desktop services. Now, what's key here is you want to think about this as a set of solutions that can be applied on-premises for your private cloud, in hybrid cloud, and increasingly for your workloads running in public cloud, hence hybrid multi-cloud. Now, why is hybrid multi-cloud such a big topic for us? It really goes back to what we see in the market. You know, and this is data from Gartner that shows that 75% of customers and survey companies are looking to move to a hybrid and or multi-cloud model. Out of companies already using public cloud, more than 80% are actually using more than two cloud providers. But what's also interesting here is the vast majority of applications are set to stay on-premises now and in the foreseeable future. This really is what informs how we think about cloud innovation, dealing with this complexity, right? And basically eliminating this complexity and giving you solutions that allow you to go and get a consistent cloud operating model that you can apply for all your applications wherever they're running, whether it's at the edge, in private cloud, in hybrid cloud, or in public clouds. Now, to get us started into our first segment, focusing on hybrid cloud, let me welcome Savine Pakala. Savine, it's hey, great Thomas. to see you. Great to see you as well. All right. So, hybrid cloud. A year ago, you know, we launched clusters on AWS. This was our first foray into this uh, set of solutions. Can you remind us, you know, what the solution is about and what's so great about it? Absolutely. In a nutshell, clusters is Nutanix software stack delivered on the public cloud. It includes our AOS hyperconverged infrastructure, AHV hypervisor, and Prism management plane. What makes it special is the fact that it provides a common infrastructure and a common management plane between private and public cloud, helping customers accelerate their hybrid cloud journey. Customers get the freedom to run their applications anywhere in this hybrid multi-cloud environment while keeping the operations simple and consistent between private and public cloud, delivering on the service levels with respect to security, resilience, and performance, while protecting their investment by leveraging the portability of Nutanix software licenses between private and public cloud. So that's in a nutshell, clusters for you. No, I love it. I mean, hybrid cloud on your terms, right? You stay in control. It's your software, your licenses, your cloud account, right? Exactly. That's pretty, pretty special. Yep. Now, you know, we've been in the market for a few quarters now. We've seen customers yep. adopt the solution. Can you tell us more about the use cases we're kind of seeing pop up and the type of benefits customers are getting from this offering? Yeah, there are three use cases that have emerged to the top. The first one is disaster recovery where organizations are looking <clears throat> excuse me, to leverage public cloud for DR purposes rather than own and maintain 
a secondary data center on their own. The second use case is on-demand elasticity, where organizations are looking to consume infrastructure on demand for bursty use cases such as test dev and seasonal workloads. And finally, migrate and modernize, where organizations are looking to start their app modernization journey by first migrating the applications as is to the public cloud without any, uh, without any code refactoring, and then modernizing relevant components on a piece-by-piece -piece basis at their own pace. By enabling these use cases and more, we believe Clusters provides a simpler, faster, and a more cost-effective path to hybrid cloud. Recent IDC and EAG studies show that you can deploy a hybrid cloud with clusters in less than an hour. You can get 76% faster time to value and 51% better TCO over a five-year period compared to other alternatives. Very nice. Now, you know, we've also been working on the solution itself. Can you tell us more about the type of innovations we brought to clusters on AWS? Absolutely. Over the last few months, we have been expanding the availability of clusters in AWS. We added support for new AWS regions and new instances in those regions. We also added support for AWS GovCloud with FedRAM moderate authorization for our US federal customers. We also added support for a feature called Elastic DR to improve the total cost of ownership for disaster recovery. Instead of mirroring your primary data center as is to the public cloud, the idea here is that you start with a small pilot light DR cluster, just enough to hold your data and then dynamically expand the cluster to host the workloads that are failing over from the primary site when the disaster happens. Conversely, when the primary site comes back up again, you can just as easily fail back the workloads to the primary data center and shrink the cluster size in AWS. To see how simple this is, let's look at a demo. Over to you, Laura. Thanks, Sabine. I'm Laura Giordana, a technical marketing engineer here at Nutanix, and what I'm going to show here today is how we are able to leverage Nutanix Crossplay playbooks to automatically trigger a workflow that will expand a Nutanix AWS cluster and fail over some of our on-premises workloads to the newly expanded cluster in AWS. So here we can see that I have a Nutanix cluster running on AWS bare metal with three active hosts named Elastic DR. Within Prism Central, I am managing this AWS cluster along with a couple others, and I'm also managing an on-premises cluster called Nutanix Private Cloud. I have a recovery plan set up that specifies the primary location as Nutanix Private Cloud and the recovery location as our AWS cluster Elastic DR. And I have a playbook that triggers based on an alert and performs three actions when this alert is seen. First, it adds three nodes to our AWS cluster using a script. It waits for the nodes to be added. And then finally, it executes the recovery plan via an API call. So let's see this in action. In order to trigger the alert, I'm going to log into one of my controller VMs and shut down a core service, which will trigger an alert that the cluster services are down. This alert will in turn cause our playbook to execute, and we can see that it's currently executing it's in the paused state. This means it's already in the waiting step, so the script to add the nodes has already been executed. From the clusters page, we can see that the expansion was successfully triggered and our cluster capacity is being updated. So this of course will take some time, so we'll speed it up a little here and we can see that the nodes have been added to the cluster and are finishing up the provisioning process and are booting up and joining the cluster. Once they're added, the playbook that we set up will trigger the recovery plan 
and we can see that it was successful. And we can also see that all of the VMs were migrated and powered on in the recovery location and are now protected on the AWS cluster. So now as easy as it was to expand out the cluster, we can easily recover that capacity once we are back online. So I'll first trigger a failover here to migrate the VMs back to our on-premises cluster, and then we can reduce the size of our AWS cluster from six hosts back down to three hosts. Thanks, Laura. That was awesome. It showed us just how simple it is to dynamically right-size the cluster and improve your TCO. We're further improving the TCO with a feature called Hibernate Resume for bursty use cases where a burst of activity is followed by a period of inactivity. The idea here is that you spin up a cluster, use it for some time, and when you're done, rather than delete the cluster, you can simply hibernate it. And what that does is, is that it takes all the VM data, all the configuration data, all the state, and puts it in S3 and spins down or stops the bare metal instances and avoids any associated cost with it. When you need the cluster again, you simply resume that hibernated cluster, which would be a much faster activity than starting from scratch. What makes it even more compelling is the fact that the speed of hibernate resume has increased by almost 3x with the latest AOS release. Oh, this is fantastic. By the way, I mean, I love Elastic DR because to yes. me it's a nice combination of what we have in our platform around built-in disaster recovery and leveraging cloud to go and get elasticity and reduce cost. Um, now, we've also been working with our friends at Microsoft over the last yep. few months, right? So, and we had a big announcement. Can you tell us more there? Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited to bring clusters to Microsoft Azure. As you heard in the keynote yesterday, we announced that we are in preview now. We're going to start with two U.S. regions and then soon add other regions for worldwide coverage. At GA, clusters is going to be available through Azure Marketplace, and customers can take advantage of hybrid cloud benefits from both companies. Over the next few months, we're looking to engage with our early adopter customers and help them get a first-hand experience of the solution. Customers can create net new workloads or migrate existing ones into clusters on Azure. To see just how simple it is to migrate an existing workload from on-premise to clusters in Azure, I'm going to turn it over to Laura for a short demo. Thanks, Savine. So let's take a look at how easy it is to move workloads to the public cloud with Nutanix clusters on Azure and Nutanix Move. So we can see here I have a list of my Nutanix clusters running in the cloud, running on both AWS and Azure. Let's drill into our Azure cluster to get more details about it. I'll hop into the Prism Central instance that's managing my Azure cluster, and drilling down into the cluster, we can see that we are running 23 VMs, three of which are the controller VMs. Jumping into the Move UI, we can see all of our environments, including this Azure cluster, and we can start a new migration plan. We'll select the source as our on-prem vCenter cluster and our target as the Azure cluster. Now we can select which VMs we want to move over. We're going to select three VMs, two web VMs, and one SQL VM. We'll select our target network. It'll check for capacity. We'll enter in any VM-specific information, review the summary, and we can go ahead and save this migration plan and kick off the migration. The move process will take snapshots of the source VMs and send them over to the Azure cluster. Once the migration is complete, the VMs will still be running on-premises until the cutover happens at which point the VMs on-premises will be quiesced, 
do a final data sync, shut down, and then come up on the Azure side. So when we're ready to cut over, we can cut over these VMs and it'll take a couple minutes for the final data sync and to shut down the source VM and bring it up on the Azure side. And then at that point, we can see that these VMs are now running on our Azure cluster. So with Nutanix Move, it's super simple to migrate your VMs from on-premises to the public cloud. All right, thank you, Laura. Really ex excited about you know, the preview of clusters on Azure. You know, there's a lot of uh, pent-up demand for this. We're seeing customers you know, looking to go and waiting for us to get this available. And we're looking forward to going onboarding you on the solution. Now, what this last demo showed is really how easy it can be to move applications from on-premises to public cloud using clusters, right? And this benefit here is you don't have to make any changes. The application is as is and will move to public cloud. This is great for traditional applications and business critical applications. But you can't talk about hybrid multi-cloud without talking about modern applications and cloud native applications. When it comes to modernizing applications, and what we hear from customers is that can be a tricky proposition. You know, on one side, you've got your developers. What they're looking for is their own preferred set of platform services. They want easy access to data services, and they really don't want to think about infrastructure. On the other side, you've got your IT teams, which are running infrastructure. And what they're looking for here is consistency, security, something that's simple to operate and scale. Our goal, put simply, is to make the Nutanix Cloud Platform the best platform on-premises to build and run cloud-native applications. Now, you already know our portfolio. We have our Carbon offering, which is our built-in Kubernetes solution running directly on AHV on top of the cloud platform. But we're known for providing customers options. We do this on the infrastructure level. We're going to do it for developers also. What we've been working on the last few months is building out the ecosystem of cloud-native partners that can go and run directly on top of the cloud platform. Let me go double click on a couple of them. First one being Red Hat. We announced a few months back a strategic partnership with Red Hat. We see OpenShift as the preferred enterprise community solution to run on our platform. They see Nutanix as the preferred HCI to run OpenShift on-premises. What it means for you is the fact that you now have fully certified, fully supported AHV to run Linux, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and OpenShift directly on AHV. You get joint support, you get the performance and scale and simplicity of our, of our platform, and you get the built-in data services that we have in the platform to go and complement your OpenShift cloud native applications. Now, we're going further than this. We're also working to make it easy to go and spin up those environments you know, on an existing Nutanix cluster. Prism is being enhanced to go and have a marketplace of applications. In there, you get our own services, but you also get access to built-in partner solutions like OpenShift here in the preferred partner row at the top. To get to deploy one of these, you simply would click on the tile, configure a few parameters, hit launch, and that will spin up your OpenShift cluster on top of Nutanix. You do the same thing to get objects deployed, or the same thing to get error and database as a service deployed on your cluster. All in all, making it very easy for you, IT teams, to get a simple, quick stack to go and support any OpenShift-type application on-premises. Another area of focus for us is, again, partnering with Microsoft on bringing Azure Arc on Nutanix on-premises. We've had this out there for a while, but what's more recent is we're now supporting Arc-enabled data services being deployed natively on top of our Carbon stack. 
This allows you to go and use Arc to simply spin up Azure SQL, get them deployed, maintain them, patch them, and so forth, again, using Arc, that cloud control plane, while you're actually running on-premises. And this really kind of hits on that third leg of hybrid multi-cloud, which is the question of cloud management, you know, and getting consistency operations across all those environments. Now, to help us talk about this, let me welcome Anindo. Anindo, great to see you again. Thanks, Thomas. Good to be here. All right. So what can you tell us about, you know, the challenges that customers are running into when it comes to cloud management in a hybrid multi-cloud world? Absolutely. So when we talk to our customers who are in their hybrid multi-cloud journey, we, we're seeing them struggle with the choice and complexity. And one of our goals is to really make sure that their life on this journey is simple, and we do through a unified experience of cloud management. Cool, cool, cool. So we've been working on this for a while, right? I mean, some of this is not completely new to us. Can you share more in terms of what we have today and where we're going? Absolutely. So the cloud management is an area which is really fast growing. Gartner and Forrester and other analysts are covering that. And it's a multi-billion dollar TAM where we've been invested for a long time. We have capabilities in AI ops where we're able to take observability data from any cloud platform. And then we are able to derive signals and are able to drive actions to help them improve automation and operations. We have Calm, which is a really great capability in helping customers simplify the ability to deploy applications anywhere they want. And the self-service features and the governance features help them manage their infrastructure and applications. With Beam, the cost governance capabilities gives our customer a single pane view of how they're spending across private and public cloud. And Security Central helps them know their security exposure, be it on AWS or Azure or Nutanix. So these are the capabilities that we've been investing in over a period of time. And then that's something that we do not only for Nutanix stack, but we're helping with multi-cloud management where AWS, Azure, GCP, and even VMware, wherever our customers choose to run their workloads, we're able to give them a single pane to manage the cloud. Yeah, so that's, that's actually nice. You know, the way I think about this is kind of bringing the simplicity that we're known for, the Nutanix user experience to your multi-cloud environments, right? Now, what can we share about the most recent innovation that we've done in our current portfolio? Absolutely. And one of the things with cloud management portfolio for us is really focusing on giving that value through a SaaS platform engine. So the cloud management capabilities supporting multiple clouds through a SaaS engine, and that's where some of the recent innovations have been. Calm released its Calm SaaS deployment that helps customers be able to manage multiple workloads with, with an engine that does not need to be deployed on-prem. Beam has always been a SaaS platform, and we recently added support for GCP. Overall, continuing on our journey of creating a cloud management capability that is truly hybrid and SaaS. With that, I'd like to call Laura to give us a demo on cloud management. Thanks, Anindo. So what I'm showing here is our SaaS-based interface that allows us to view and manage all of our environments across regions, regardless of whether or not it's in the public or private cloud. Like we saw in yesterday's keynote, I'm managing four environments, one in the public cloud with Nutanix clusters on AWS, and three on-premises clusters across the United States. This interface lets us manage not just the underlying infrastructure, but also the services and applications on top of it. So from the My Apps page, for example, I can see all of the applications and services that have been deployed to my environments that I have access to, including my SaaS-based applications like Calm, Frame, or Beam, or applications I've deployed into the public cloud. So for example, navigating to Calm, I can launch an application into any of my configured public cloud instances. And these don't have to be Nutanix clusters on AWS or Azure. 
I can launch my application into the cloud provider as native VMs running in that cloud. So for example, looking at the services in this Calm Blueprint, we configure the account to which these VMs are provisioned. And I have several accounts set up here, including Azure, AWS, GCP, VMware, and one of our Nutanix on-premises clusters. So these are configured with our Azure account, meaning these VMs will get launched into Azure as compute instances. So let's go ahead and launch this application. And we can, of course, keep an eye on the progress by using the Audit tab. Now, how do we manage the cost of all these applications we're launching into the clouds? From the menu here, we can navigate into our Beam account, and we have this visibility into our cloud spend across our various cloud accounts. And this now includes GCP support, so we have a true multi-cloud dashboard showing overall spend across clouds. And we can, of course, drill into the specific GCP accounts we want to get more information about, such as the services we're spending the most money on, deeper cost analysis, etc. Now, what about security across our clouds and environments? From the same menu, we can access Security Central, where you can easily gain visibility into security compliance across your entire multi-cloud environment. Security Central supports some of the major industry standard security compliances across clouds, such as PCI DSS, HIPAA, and others, depending on the cloud provider. So for example, I can drill into the Sys benchmark for AWS, and we can see the areas we need to focus on. So for example, I can drill further into the details for identity and access management, and we can see that we have several issues on some of these rules. So let's take a look at one of these. So for multi-factor authentication, we have 65 issues, and these are all our IIM users without MFA enabled and it will show us how we can resolve these issues and return to compliance. Now, finally, let's say you have some vCenter environments that are running on non-Nutanix platforms. So now we can manage and monitor these environments directly from Prism. If I come over here to monitoring configurations, I can see the external entity I have configured. Currently, you can configure a vCenter server or Microsoft SQL server to monitor. With the monitoring in place, I can easily see information about the vCenter cluster configured on this vCenter server. So even though this cluster is not running on Nutanix, I can still manage it. So from the VMs page, I can filter by my non-Nutanix or external vCenter VMs. And I'm further filtering by just showing the powered on VMs in this vCenter cluster. So drilling down into one of these VMs, we can see that it's running on the Sabine 59 cluster in vCenter. We can, of course, see all the information here in vCenter, so we can see it's configured with two gigabytes of memory. We can also do this over on the Prism side. And so what we can do with these non-Nutanix environments is we can run Nutanix cross-play playbooks against uh, the VMs, hosts, or clusters on these external servers. So for example, I can call a playbook that will increase the memory of this VM from two gigabytes to three gigabytes. And once the playbook has completed running, we can see the memory increase on both the vCenter and the Prism side. So as we've seen, we've taken the original Nutanix Prism design principles and elevated them to create our hybrid multi-cloud management plane, allowing you the ability to manage your infrastructure and applications across public and private clouds, including systems not running on Nutanix, all while monitoring cost governance and security from a single interface, making it very easy to manage your hybrid multi-cloud environment. All right, what a fantastic demo. Thank you, Laura, and thank you, Anindo. So we covered a lot of ground in this, in this segment. You know, we started with Savine telling us about our innovations around hybrid cloud, clusters on AWS enhancements, elastic disaster recovery, and then getting to preview with clusters on Azure. 
We then talked about modern applications and cloud-native applications and the fact that we're working to go and make the Unitized Cloud Platform the best on-premises environment to support all of your cloud-native applications. This with a broad ecosystem of partners complemented by our built-in data services. And last but not least, we close by covering and talking about cloud management and the importance of getting a consistent user experience across all of those environments wherever your workloads are running. It's cloud on your terms. You can watch on-demand sessions if you go to Nutanix.com forward slash next. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you are subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, have a great week.